From the Bob Barley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for October 28th, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined by my good friends, Kathy Worling. Will Perry, welcome back, Will. Hey. Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi back in the peanut gallery is uh, Walter Eccles, Teresa Eccles, Max the Intern, and girlfriend of Max the Intern. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Soon to be Eccles. (laughs) (laughs) Soon to be. (laughs) Potential potential wife one. Oh, man. (laughs) What's her name? Katie, 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 I'm sorry. Katie. I should remember that. That's yeah. uh, Kathy's daughter's name. And Katie's mom's name's Kathy, too. Isn't that freaky? Wow. <gasps> like a parallel universe. Wow. I just, you know, the chill that just ran down my spine. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. <laughs> we should go play the lottery. <laughs> All right, in this week's I show... I smell sarcasm. <laughs> in this week's show, we'll do another round of our Facebook to Facebook segment. We've got a... A lot of very interesting questions being submitted this week. And Kathy Whirling has updates from the park, including the new Sum of All Thrills attraction at Epcot and Tiana's showboat jubilee at the Magic Kingdom. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and this week's news on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. A um, couple of things in housekeeping. First and foremost, I want to let everyone know that we have decided to uh, delay our uh, iPhone application, uh, e-ticket, uh, by a few weeks, we've, uh, decided to make some, uh, some changes to it that, uh, we felt were important, uh, enough to delay it. So, um, not sure exactly when, but expect fairly soon. I'll let everybody know, but, I uh, just wanted to let you know that's what's going on with the iTunes app. We were going to release that tomorrow, but like I said, we decided there were some changes that we could make that we should make before we released it. And if you hear y- uh, yapping... I was just going to say, I hear yippy dogs. It's the little yippy dogs next door, my neighbors, <laughs> they're apparently outside. So instead of, like, you know, the shirtless guy doing the, doing the lawn, now we have the little, you know, yappy dogs. As long as the dog doesn't pull out the weed whacker, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that. I know John has some updates on Dizapalooza. Boy, oh boy, the sign-ups for this have been... Staggering. I mean, crazy. I do. Before we get to that, I do want to just uh, give a, sh- a shout out to Chad Holler, Chawler on the boards. He sent us a very nice box of goodies. Uh, we want to thank him for that. We did a favor for him, and in return, he did a favor for us by sending us a nice box of goodies. I don't want to go into specifics because it was a little bit personal. Did your panties fit? <laughs> oh, oh, no. It was for John, and it was from Victoria's Secret. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> You're all very, very odd today. We'll just, we'll just leave it to your imagination. Oh, very but odd. from the back of the catalog, you know, the outdoor sections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Lane Bryant, Victoria's Secret. I mean, that's what I mean. The chubby petite. <laughs> chubby petite. <laughs> but I also want to mention, too, that in, a, in addition to the nice box of goodies he sent us, he also made a donation to uh, Give Kids the World in Dreams Unlimited Travel's name. Very nice. So we want to say thank you very much, Chad. For that, I have an update on Dizapalooza. Are you still giggling over yeah, there? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Chubby <Chubby-petite. laughs> 
Big granny panties. <laughs> Stop, Bill. <Hey. laughs> I resent that. <laughs> yeah, because you're granny. Um, I have an update on, on Dizapalooza. We have some specific information that we want to share with folks. We want to give some uh, out some info that we think people have been waiting for for quite some time. We're going to post this on the thread on the board as well so that everybody sees it there. Uh, I've already posted this, but we're going to stop taking new registrations tomorrow, which is actually today that the podcast is released, <laughs> October 28th at noon. So no new registrations for the party October 28th. We need to get going on other parts of our process, and in order to do that, I have to stop taking registration. Will we be opening it up again at some point? No. Never, ever again. Ever. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Okay. We said this after last year's too. It takes a couple of weeks of crisis counseling to get you back into the space. <laughs> it's to be talked down. Um, so make sure if you want to sign up that you get signed up by that, at that point. At that point, we're going to start sending out invitations to the seminar on Friday the 11th. That's for Marty Scalar and Lee Cockrell. And you're going to only people who have been invited to the party, who have signed up for the party, will get an invitation to the seminar. It'll be very easy. You'll be prompted for how much to pay for for your you or your guests. You'll be allowed to change the number of guests so that you don't have to be locked into your first number that you gave us. Um, we do have we have secured the room at the Swan Dolphin, so it's definitely going to be Friday morning. We're going to. Uh, probably start the event at 9 a.m. We have the room from 8 a.m. on, and we're probably going to start around 9. We're going to do, Lee's going to give a, a talk, and then he's going to do, then we'll have a break, and then Marty's going to give a talk, and then Lee's going to do a book signing. So if you're interested in getting a copy of Lee's book, you can do that at that time. I thought Lee and signed. Marty would do a duet. Do you think <laughs> they should? Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. A tribute. I think they should do the Parent Trap song. And then on Sunday, the 13th, we have secured our space for the podcast recording. Yay. The live show that we're going to do. 300 people signed up for that. Yep. So we're very excited about that. We're going to get all this information out to everybody, all the specifics out to everybody. And one final thing I want to mention is we have come up with a price for the seminar. I want to be, I want to be uh, lowered uh, into the uh, podcast taping for like, the trapeze. <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. <laughs> Cirque du Pete. <laughs> Like wicked, <laughs> the giant bubble. Yeah, there you go. That's what I want. Um, we have set the price for the for the summer. Like the little bear that comes out of the ceiling in the country bear jam. <laughs> Big soapbox. The price for the seminar is going to be fifty nine dollars per person. This is just to cover our costs. Um, we have to pay for Mr. Sklar. We have to cover some expenses for. Um, the room that we're going to get and all that stuff. So that's the price it's going to be um, for everybody. So if you want to attend, that's what's going to happen. And you're going to get, like I said, you're going to get an email. It's going to be real simple, telling you how much to pay, telling you how to pay, and taking it from there. And then you'll be getting, after that, we're going to uh, start sending out our credentials, and Teresa's going to be in charge of that. So I assume Teresa's not going to talk to me for about six months yeah, after really? she works on that. <laughs> So. Sounds good. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. She's yeah. such a team player, isn't she? <laughs> she is. Cool. Yeah. I have to tell you, this is an amazing price for a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. Yep. It is. It is. So um, uh, I'm glad it's all come together, really. It, it's. 
And I can't believe the number of people signed up. It's like, like, like that, like overnight. It is crazy. Big shout out to the Swan Dolphin. Cannot say how great they've been through all this. Yeah, they really have been. They have been terrific. So, big, big thank you to them. Cool. All right. Anything else for uh, housekeeping? I have a short, tiny little one. Well, mm-hmm. not really little. This is for Kathy. I got an email this morning from Katie, and she wanted to say happy birthday. She loves you so much. Oh, happy, happy birthday, Kathy. Kathy. Happy birthday. <laughs> is actually your birthday today? The 30th. Friday. Oh. So we're early, but, you know. Thank you, everybody. It wouldn't be the same if I just called her on the phone Friday and said, happy birthday, Katie loves you. <laughs> the next show, it'll be too late. So. Yeah. <laughs> she makes 70 look fabulous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Uh, no. We're only 72. 29. Right? Sure. Okay. That makes her a cougar, right? <laughs> Have you all seen that? Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. Have you seen that thread? No. I signed up as a cougar. Did you sign mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? For Drink Around the World? Mm-hmm. Oh, There's my. a cougar group. Oh, Max, is, Max is listed as protected prey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heaven, heaven, heaven. And Todd's in charge of watching the protected prey. I don't know about that. But. A, bunch oh, that's, of, yeah, really. a bunch of A bunch of drunk, horny, diz women. <laughs> Jason Todd. after 14 and Todd. Say, talk Jason about, after 14 year olds. Talk about the wolf watching the hen house. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> who's watching Todd? One of the funniest things about that is you see who else who signed up on that thread as a cougar? Jason. <laughs> Manisha Court. <laughs> He's fine. He's got a good sense of humor. Oh goodness. All right, anything else for housekeeping? All right, then we'll get started with the news. Our first news story this week, Universal Studios theme parks announced that the third quarter of this year was marked with a decline in attendance at the resorts in Orlando, California, and Japan. Theme park operating profits were down 14%, but Universal was able to offset the declines with cost-cutting operational measures that gave them an actual increase in profit of 29%. Same thing that happened last quarter. They lost ground in attendance, but they made up for it with uh, cuts and uh, price increases in the park. So. Hey, you're right, Spider-Man. There's, like, no movie. <laughs> like, all the no, that's not true. That's not true. They are absolutely keeping it together. But, uh, you know. Instead of fireworks, they close your eyes and poke you in the eyes with their thumbs. <laughs> you know, we're all hoping 2010 is a little bit better in that, in that arena. But at least, like I said, they're keeping their, their profits up, which hopefully if they can keep doing that, That'll tie them over until, well, for them next year, I'll tell you, next year will be gangbusters for them uh, with Harry Potter opening. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now, folks, I mean, I don't have it officially, but I'm pretty sure that's going to happen in May. You have the big travel powwow going on in May next year, and I can't imagine them not having that ready for that. That's just too, big, too good an opportunity to have. Makes know, the most sense. You all these international, you know, all these international and international travel companies and uh, travel suppliers you want them there to see that. So I, I'm figuring it has to be. It has to be open by, by May of next year. You want so. it open for the summer. You want it open for your busiest mm-hmm. months. No, they wanted Rock and Roller Coaster open. Or uh, Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. And has anybody been on that yet? Oh, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, I'm asking questions. Does anybody else watch Glee or is it just me? Oh, we would miss it. You, okay, I figured I figured you, you watched it. I'm trying to, like, tell him he's got to watch Glee and he wants no part of oh, it. Oh, our listeners Same are, with this one. Our, bi- our listeners are big Glee fans. Downloaded everything off iTunes. 
I have problems with Glee. Of course you do. <laughs> the biggest problem is that they're pretending to be high school students. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like one of them, like twenty-seven years old right. or something. They're like in their thirties. Yeah. <laughs> they have walking. grandkids. <laughs> so, all right, our next news story: um, Paradise Bay at uh, Disney's California Adventure, that big lagoon around Paradise Pier uh, that has been empty for the last I don't know how many months. Uh, is now full of water again. The 16-million-gallon lagoon was drained a year ago, so Imagineers could prepare for the upcoming World of Color show, which I hear, uh, just based on what I've seen of the art- the artist renderings, this looks like it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. There was a YouTube clip floating around for a while of one of the Imagineers mm-hmm. kind of showing you what was going to happen, and it was pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. So, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm not sure when is that supposed to be. Uh, I don't think they've set a date. May. Is it? I don't know. I'm making oh. that up. And they say it's going to have to actually be done. Uh, the, the lagoon filling process will have to be done in stages. It won't actually be done until the end of the year. But. Uh, and I'll give them points, too, because they, they found a way to recycle the water when they drained it. And they found a way to use recycled water when they filled it. So. Yep. Disney recycled the water from the Orange County Water District's groundwater replenishment system. Mm. It pours through a spigot at 2,800 gallons per minute. Wow. Did y'all oh. see the picture of him dumping a little bucket in, Mickey, and was it Goofy? <laughs> yeah, that was cute. It was real cute. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in that kind of mood, Teresa. That's all. <laughs> that's all. And finally, another one of these stories. Um, a 19-year-old Fort Lauderdale man, Cesar Pinto, is accused of fondling a woman while swimming in the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, this according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Pinto was charged with sexual battery. He was also issued a trespassing warrant, which will bar him from Disney property. The incident occurred this past Sunday at the water park shortly before 3.30 p.m. A 30-year-old woman told investigators that she was in the wave pool when she felt someone grab her bikini and fondle her. She thought at first it was an accident, so she kept an eye on the man. Another wave came. He did it again. She started screaming and hitting him, and they arrested him, so... You know, last time this happened, mm-hmm. you guys asked, why, why does this always happen at Typhoon? It's the wave pool. You say, shut it's, that it's wave the, pool You down. know, oh, I fell over. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I fell over again. I fell over <laughs> and my hands landed in your pants. <laughs> it's not funny, but that's a, I think that's the reason it's happening at Typhoon a lot. It's, that, that wave, that big wave they we wait get for. These, but, yeah, you know, we get these, uh, these reports of this happening constantly, and not just at Disney. I'm not saying this is something – that you know Disney can prevent, um, but you have underwater lifeguards, you know, right? You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, the, the problem happens at Wet and Wild. The problem happens at at uh, Aquatica. We've heard reports from you know all the water parks. This happens at. It's just you know it seems to be a a magnet for certain type of people. What a shame it is. It is so. Oh, wasn't that cool to hear Will's voice? <laughs> he hadn't spoken yet, has he, Will? I said hi when you came in. Oh, well, not on the. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk to Will in a minute. We're going to let him talk. In my own world back here, I'm okay. No matter where you are, honey, you're in your own world. <laughs> She's on pain pills and muscle relaxers. Oh, yeah. Are you put her on mic. Huh? Are you really on pain pills? Well, I just I had a little back issue this morning, so I took one, and then I took a muscle relaxer, too. So 
I'm okay. I'm over here. And then she she's having walking three, issues. She chased him with <laughs> chased him with three cosmos. <laughs> you okay, Judy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that will do it for the news uh, in the weather. What is going on with the weather? Uh, temps for the next week figure upper 80s to low 90s uh, dropping down into the 60s at night I mean we're not getting the humidity but it's really still a lot warmer here than it should be this time of year we're breaking all sorts of records but it's yeah. okay outside because you don't go outside and you're not damp yeah, before you get not, to the car yeah the, the humidity does matter it really does it really matter. does but uh, still it's still a bit warmer than it should be this time of year but at, at, at night I mean it's nice you know at night I've been sitting outside Max, who's that was Teresa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> pills rattling around in her pocket. <laughs> that she was Max. She and dog. Lindsay Lohan are having beers. <laughs> Max, help me open the bottle. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> boy, she's like, oh, sorry, Teresa. Yeah, she's she's becoming the new Bob. Oh. She's becoming the new Bob. It's not a bad thing. I think it's the job. I think it's you know working with the off-property hotels because that's what Teresa does. Home Teresa alone handles all day, my nightgown. The dreams raised. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that visual. Now she's become Francis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she really has become Norma Desmond with Max around the house. Max, Max, bury the monkey. Help me bury the monkey, Max. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Maybe the summer will open the pool. <laughs> I'm doing I have jokes. To tell you, just repeat. I, I have big. no idea what you're talking about, small. but it's hilarious. I have to tell you, the first time John ever saw Sunset Boulevard was on a cruise, and it was one of those movies that they play throughout the length of your cruise, right. so you never saw it in order. Right. <laughs> you saw twenty minutes pieces, of it at yep. a time. And now he's seen it. I, I'm, it's one of those movies that as you're flipping through the TV, I'm willing to watch it with commercials. I could. You oh know, yeah, whenever the, it's on, you stop. Right, the Absolutely. sound could go out, and you could do the vo- the, the, the dialogue Absolutely. yourself. And now all of a sudden, he's. It's summer. We should open the pool. <laughs> summer. We should open the pool. Ready for my close up. <laughs> oh Lord, boy, that was a that was a right turn. If you haven't seen the movie Sunset Boulevard. It's one of the classics of all time. Oh, it really is. And it's it. It's, but with Gloria, yeah, the uh, Gloria Swanson, William Holden. Right. It's entertaining even today. You saw it on Broadway, though, right? With Glenn Close. With Glenn Close. Oh. I did. Yep. I saw it with Glenn Close as well. Actually, somewhere I don't know what happened to it. I had a, I had gotten her autograph on a, a marquee poster. I actually have that. a funny Sunset Boulevard story. If you want to hear it, sure. I was friends with someone who worked on the touring company. And I was invited to go see it when it was in Tampa. (laughs) And I was given a house seat in a really good location. I was about 10 rows from the stage. And I just happened to go on the night that all of the big donors, it was their fundraising event. Mm -hmm. So I showed up in jeans and a sweater, and everybody else around me had on, like, ball gowns and tuxedos and oh stuff like that. God. And here I sat in the middle. And apparently I was in the section where the um, season ticket holders normally sit. And I was in someone's seat 
and I wasn't the right person. So they finally, I got tired of being stared at, and one lady said to me, how did you get this ticket? And I said, well, I'm the director. (laughs) (laughs) I was just being a wise guy. Well, (laughs) at intermission, I was standing out in the lobby drinking a Diet Coke, and these people asked for my autograph. So I was signing programs. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And my friend came from backstage and says to me, what are you doing? I said, they think I'm the director. He goes, you're in real trouble. I said, what's the matter? He said, the director's going to speak at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I had to watch the rest of Sunset Boulevard from backstage. (laughs) Oh, no. That's funny. Only you. Only you would start signing playbills. Well, I didn't think they were going to ask. So... I had to look his name up in the playbill, and I signed I signed a lot of playbills with his name on it. So maybe oh. you didn't get Glenn Close's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a Close's autograph. Isn't it? Although I did see, uh, I, I got to see her 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 manservant like walking her dogs. Oh no, that was Betty Buckley. That was when I saw Betty Buckley in the role. Um, she had like you know like eighteen little Pekingese dogs, and the poor guy was like oh, walking them all on. This Broadway? Thing. Yeah. Walk them all down Broadway. <laughs> well, they, I should say they were walking him down Broadway. But, uh, so, well, that was interesting. That was, was. an interesting little uh, uh, diatribe. Why don't we move on from that? <laughs> that was Broadway chat. Poor Corey. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave this show up, up quite a bit. Um, we're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I would! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was for Julie. She's at home with Ferris. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that Julie wasn't here. We just got so caught up with Will being here. Julie's home taking care of Ferris. Ferris is a little under the weather. My rapid fire is really rapid. I've talked before about the restaurant Nano's or Nono's that we really like here in um, the Hunter's Creek area. I just found out that the chef, the head chef at Nono's, was the head chef at Alfredo de Roma in Epcot for many, many years. And we're not holding that against him? Nope. And he is terrific. Just terrific. I understand that the concierge from the Ritz-Carlton, which is just up the street, was having dinner there, lunch there today. I have spies. And they tell me that that's one of the places that if you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton and ask for recommendations, that's one of the places they recommend all the time. Wow. He had left years and years ago before it sort of declined. And one of the things they were known for was their Alfredo sauce. Fettuccine Alfredo. And we ordered it one day, and it is heavenly. It's really? incredible, yeah. Cool. cool. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Jan? Speaking of dining, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what a fiasco today's dining reservations were. Yes, they were. Today was the day they've opened up 180 days in advance for advanced dining reservations. They went from a 90-day window to a 180-day window. And you could do it online. And you could do it online or call it in, <laughs> and it has been... Just a mess all day well, long. Of course, it was going to be a mess. It crashed. How long did it last? No seconds. Yeah, no <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. It went down before it was five something. It went down. So I kind of want to mention this because I want people to understand that if you had trouble, just be okay with the fact that everybody had trouble today. Our agents really had a mess. Uh, people on the boards are pointing out that they had a mess. They couldn't get what wonder, they wanted. Do you wonder if, on some level, it's not intentional? Because how can you keep launching things like this? You know, this happened back, you know, in January when they decided to update. You know, they love to update their computer systems, uh, you know, over Christmas week. And then, you know, 
everything goes wrong during the busiest booking time of the year, which is January, February time frame. We had this problem this past January. Every time these guys do something with their computers, every time they touch a computer, their entire system collapses like a house of cards. I, I just, I'm, and, and at this point, it's gone on for so long. It's happened so many times over the years that at some point you start to say to yourself, okay, they can't possibly be that brain dead. This is, they must be. They must know that the, this is going to happen, and they're okay with it. This, go ahead, Kathy. They they were there was a thread on the the boards this morning that just ended up being pages and pages. The people thought that they did do that on purpose so that they didn't. You know, like people were saying, well, maybe they should have rolled it out and done like ninety days, one hundred twenty days, one hundred fifty days, and everybody came to the conclusion that no matter how they would have done it, somebody would have complained, and so by them turning everything off. They figured that that worked better. To some extent, it, there's problems in there that are not necessary. For example, there were some restaurants that are just not loaded in the system. So no matter how far in advance you're booking, you can't get these very popular restaurants. We know that park hours are not out that far in advance. If they are out, they're wrong and they're going to change. Mm-hmm. So you're making ADR for a date that you don't even know is going to be – the park will be open. However, as someone – and others around this table who do programming for a living, the the golden rule is test it. Yeah. Is, has no one thought, okay, let's get 25 cast members and let's all hit this system at once and let's see what it can handle and let's see what happens and let's see what goes on. I, I can't imagine that no one's testing these systems but before they go live. Don't you think it comes back to they really don't care? Because they figure if they don't get you to book it today, you'll try and book it tomorrow. I mean, I can't think of any other company that could get away with that, but Disney seems to be able to get away with There's that. There's got to be a sense of pride in your own job. Most definitely. I, I can't imagine being that person and thinking, well, I don't really care. If it- I felt bad for the cast members on the phone today because, you know, they're the ones that are going to get bear the brunt of this, not the people who – the geniuses behind the scenes that, you know, set it up this way. Disney knows they're going to be bombarded with, uh, with requests the second this is released. I, I just – I can't get over it. No testing, no uh, forethought to say we're going to have so much an increase in volume. Let's add servers. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's put things in place that are going to stop. You know, how over- hard is that to do? That they could do that temporarily. I, I don't know the scope of their system to be honest with you, but I have to assume that as with anything, there's it's time consuming and there's work that would be involved, but the reward from that has to be better oh, than right. this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, put some people on it. Yeah, I mean, why couldn't they decide, you know, like Cinderella's Royal Table wasn't loaded in. Um, Bibby Bobbidi Boutique wasn't in there. I mean, the things that people really wanted, they couldn't get today. And yet Chefs they, of France and Teppanito were missing, I understand, also. Yeah, and I mean, you waited hours in some cases to walk away that you didn't get what you needed. I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me. All right. Well, thank you for that, John. Kathy, what do you have? I just wanted to bring people up to date on the PhotoPass CD issue because that's another hot topic on the boards that um, you used to be able to pre-purchase your PhotoPass CD at a discount. Well, Disney has now changed the way that they do that, that how it's supposed to work is that 45 days before you arrive, you're supposed to get an email with a link that you can go ahead and purchase the PhotoPass CD at a discount. But what they've done now is if you book through a travel agent or DVC, you don't get that email. 
So, of course, there's a lot of people that are upset about this, and there were some people that uh, apparently the Give Kids the World people used to get a discount. Well, somebody started a petition about that one, so Disney now is doing it. But according to Disney, and I have the, the letter, um, they're working on adding the people who book through a travel agency and DVC, but their systems aren't set up yet to handle this. Sure, they're not. <laughs> right. So this is another one of those that, um, you know, if you don't get the email, they, they tell you that if um, your name is in their system, there was like three steps. But there's, again, scores of people that are on all those things that didn't get that email. So if you're looking for a discount on your PhotoPass CD, it's not going to happen these days. Mm. It's, you know, became very popular and people used it and yep. got discounts. And now why should I give you a discount? You're going to buy it anyway. Yes. But why say that your system can't handle setting this up for everybody? I mean, come on. It seems like it would be easy to me, right? Yeah, if, if that was my business and I thought that there was a whole market out there of people that would buy my product at a discount rather than passing it up. Because 150 for a, a CD is awfully expensive. And $99 was much better. I mean, I would offer that discount. But Disney decided not to. So stay tuned. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Will, do you have something? I do. I have some information on a new type of annual pass the world is offering for our Florida residents. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a weekday pass only. Um, So no weekends. Uh, It allows admission to all four of the theme parks. I was surprised to see this. I thought the the price point was kind of good. There's blackout dates that apply to obviously other than the the weekends. It's a uh, 169 dollars for ages 10 and older, uh, 149 for three to nine year olds, and uh, obviously proof of Florida ID is required. Some blackout dates beyond Saturdays and Sundays uh, include December 19th, 2009 through January 1st, March 27th uh, through April 9th, and June 12th through August 19th, 2010. The other thing to point out with this pass is parking is not included. Yep. So yeah. you're going to pay $14 a day to park. But don't you wonder how many more combinations they're going to come up with for tickets, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday ticket package? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know. didn't, they ju- didn't you just read they're blocking out December, spring, and summer? Uh, that- December 19th through January 1st. That's a big one. And also June 12th through August 19th. You're talking about the busiest times mm-hmm. of yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's... They only, yeah, they only want these, these tickets for, yeah. to, to boost attendance during mm-hmm. the times they need it. And so. I think for, most, for the most part, people who are Florida residents who aren't Disney fanatics aren't worried about that. You're not going to get Florida residents who are going to go during the summer. But, you know, in our case, we end up um, like having family and friends come in during the summer because they can. And they're like, do you want to come to the parks with us? Well, at least at least this offers a lower cost option. Absolutely. um, For people to get into the parks. And so I really can't criticize that. I'm going to be honest with you. If it was if I didn't have the job I have, I always had a seasonal pass. Mm hmm. Which is the same, pretty much the same like Right, exactly. But you can go on the weekend. Uh, This to me would be attractive. Yeah. Also, if you have multiple children and you just can't afford that higher price. Because it's expensive. Yeah, it is really expensive. The problem is, though, if you have kids, chances are they're in school. Yeah, but middle school, high school, they're getting out at 2 o'clock. That still gives you quite a bit of day left Mm -hmm. to go. Me and Julia, $1,000 for two annual passes. The premium, that's at a Florida resident discount, too. Yeah. Yep, it's $500. Yeah. 
So, I don't get the um, premium pass. I'm afraid of being touched at a water park. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Will. Walter? Yes. The Animal Kingdom Lodge pool area will be closed for refurbish- refurbishment from January 4th to the 29th, 2010. Guests can use the pool at the Kadandi Village. Kadani. Kadani Village. Village. Okay. That was rapid. Yeah, here we go. And that's only a short three-mile walk. Exactly. <laughs> and you know why they're closing it or why they're redoing it? Supposedly because the bottom of the pool is so dark that when something, you know, like they're afraid of not being able to see what's on the bottom of the pool. So AFR? Yeah. <laughs> Those float. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Walter. Teresa? Yes, the Makahiki Christmas Luau is coming to SeaWorld starting November 13th as the sun sets over the harbor. The sea Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I'm here to fix your copier, ma'am. <laughs> the Sea Fire Inn celebrates the end Christmas holiday Teresa does rapid fire. With Makahiki Christmas <laughs> Luau. Enjoy the festive celebration of authentic Christmas music, costumes, and dances, including a special rendition of Oh Holy Night. The excitement is nonstop in this festive, fiery show. <laughs> <laughs> you let me get through this. It sounds like a 1-900 call. <laughs> well, let me get through this now. What are you wearing? The excitement. <laughs> My excitement is nonstop. <laughs> oh, okay, let me finish this sentence here. The excitement is nonstop in this festive, fiery <laughs> Do you hear the way her voice is changing? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, let me finish the sentence now. That celebrates man's coexistence with the earth and the sea. Nightly, November 13th to January 3rd, advanced reservations may be made by calling 1-800-327-2420. She went Sunday, from, Sunday, Sunday. She went, from, <laughs> she went from Kathleen Turner and body heat to Roseanne. $46 for adults, $29 for kids, 3 to 9. Thank you. Back to you, Pete. <laughs> Oh, always interesting, Teresa. Thank you. It's great to have Jessica Rabbit do the news. (laughs) Corey Patrick. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the show or not, but if so, I'm repeating it. Uh, Last week, Disney announced that they're retiring the pink and purple monorail colors um, out of respect for the families and employees affected by the crash. They're going to be bringing new colors on uh, the teal. And would you say, Kathy, maroon? maroon? Pomegranate and puce. And I found this on the, uh, the rumors board. Somebody was saying, you know, don't trade those pins just yet You're, if you have pink and purple monorail pins because they might be a collector's item. So I don't collect pins, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. if you do have them, go check your collection. You might we have, have boxes of them at home. I actually have a frame set with all the original monorail colors in it mm. that I got at a convention one time. That's cool. Cool. Also, I want to uh, send a shout-out to Webmaster Alex. If anybody's been on the boards lately, they, they the boards are flying. Yep. Yeah. He uh, he He fixed it. Yeah, he fixed the problem. We hope, knock wood. Yeah. So and he also did it in a really great, fast way. They were down and they were up really fast, so it wasn't like one of these things that takes forever. On the Diz Unplugged board, he's got his own little. Um, he's got a fan club. A fan club now. Yeah. Who, he's the techie fan club. He's <laughs> been explaining what he's doing. Alex, yeah, he does. Al- Alex has been yeah with us for many many years. Uh, these computers, the the servers we run off of. Uh, would not be set up the way they are without Alex. So he did a great job. Great job. So, all right. Thank you for that, Corey. That'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. Let's go ahead and take a break. All right. Three, two, one. 
we're going to move on to our first segment. Kathy Warling has some updates from the park. What do you have for us, uh, Kathy? The first one is some of all thrills at Epcot and Interventions East. I just want to start off by saying I took one for the team. I did something I don't normally do, which is, like, be scared um, <laughs> on the the simu- what it is is it's a, a simulator that explains the importance of math and science and engineering when you're designing a ride. So what you do, um, and I really do think this ride is going to end up having fast passes because it doesn't really it doesn't load real fast, but it's going to be really popular when the word gets out that this is out there. But There's a short little queue line now, which I think they're going to end up making bigger. But when you go into the pre-show area, it's called the briefing room, and there's eight circles on the floor, and your group goes on one of these. Now, I was on my own because it was me, but you could do up to four people in a group. So you could have like 16 in the room. You could have 32 people in the room, depending on how you do it, or you could have eight people in the room. It just depends. So it's not a high-capacity type thing and they show you a little video about what you're going to do when you get into the other room and again how important math and science is and engineering is when you design these rides and then you go into the area where you design it and they've got like eight consoles set up that you design your ride and it's um, bobsled roller coaster or jet and they present you with options of how you want your ride to be that you're going to after you do this you're going to go out and actually ride your ride so if you're familiar with how they did it down at disney quest did you ever see you know like the people riding the thing in their virtual virtual space mountain and they're like upside down and yeah so you're given a card and i left mine on my desk at home but there's a website you can go to and you can do the the game and stuff online but they show you though like if you pick like bank tracking um you then have to adjust your speed because i did it for the absolute lowest i could go because i'm a wimp and it then tells you you can test your tracks and my track wasn't fast enough i was trying to do it at 20 some miles an hour and i had to take it up to like just 45 to park it. <laughs> yeah pretty just much park it <laughs> yes i picked the bobsled i i figured you know how many loop-de-loops could you do on a on a bobsled so i think there was four segments that you had to design and some of them were pretty intense and like if you do the jet they do some inversions so if you're doing this and you've got children there's two different heights for children depending on whether you do the safe you know bobsled grandma type version or if you do the jet then the kids i think had to be 52 inches and i have that up on the blog of what the different heights are so you design it and then you walk out and up steps and there's four of these um state-of-the-art robot arms which is where your simulator is so I was standing in the line, and the, the gentleman's looking at me, and he goes, you're not looking very happy. And I'm like, well, I'm not feeling very good watching all these people go upside down and everything else. And he's like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But as you go up, if you've got anything loose, you have to take it out. They've got a locker for you to put it in. Then when you walk over to where your um, simulator is, if you've got, like, flip-flops or anything on, you have to take those off because when they take the, the flooring away, 
you're out in the air. If your shoes drop off, it's down in the middle and cast members. Wait, you're like hanging? Your legs are hanging? Yeah, you're hang- You're in the, the seat, and they bring this like shield or pod down in front of you, and then you've got a screen in there. So it's not like Disney Quest where you're encompassed in that ball. You're actually out in the open. Well, you're at the end of this robot arm in wow. like a capsule, and before they pull the shield down in front of your face, they go, see that button? Between the seats, that's the button you hit if you want to stop the ride. So if it starts to get too intense. The panic button. Yeah. And you can see up on the screen, you can see what you're doing. You can see your companion next to you. And when it comes down, it's it's quite chummy in there. So if you've got, you know, claustrophobic. So it's kind of like, like mission space, like how, how that kind it, of closes in on it's you? It's even more close. Wow. Is the screen wrap around a little bit or yeah it, just... it does and you really can't like look down and see the ground or anything you just know that you're sort of hanging out there so it starts and like mine i did you know bank tracking so you know we went sideways and then we, it really tilts you around and i'm doing body motions here which you can't see but then if you stand there and watch there's a lot of people that chose the options where you totally get rolled over that you're standing there going oh my goodness so it, it's you know, if you're into that, if you're into thrill rides, you know, like um, there's some of those programs that you can design your own roller coaster online or, you know, with software, you're going to love this ride. Is it ride one person at a time or could two? And you both do the same ride. Right. So if your group was four people, you'd have to wait there for the next two hmm. to do it again. But they have like a, a console and they, they, you know, they swipe your card and everything. And then there's you just, three sets of arms. Four arms. Four arms with two people each. Right. So, like I said, it, it takes a while to get through. Yeah. How's the graphics? I think very realistic, you know. I, I mean, I've never gone bobsledding, but I felt like I had gone bobsledding when I did this. Well, I've, done the, I've done the Disney Quest, and I know that it seemed a little outdated the last time I did it, graphic-wise. Yeah, I agree. Now, this was pretty good, and this is the, the new 4D state-of-the-art robot arm that um, supposedly this is... The same technology that Universal is going to use for part of Harry Potter, so Disney has it first. This, this is um, back when Epcot first opened. And they, this used to be called Communicore. They had a much simpler version of this. It wasn't something you could ride, but you could dev- um, design your own roller coaster on a computer screen there was no interaction other than you designing it on the computer screen which was really cutting edge at the time and what would happen it would tell you that you had chosen excuse me too steep a drop or too uh steep an embankment for it to be safe and what would happen is you would have to modify your design yeah that's pretty much what this is like you can do the speed and how you've got your like loops or whatever that there was no finish to that. Once you had done it and watched the little computer screen guy ride your ride, that was the end of oh, it. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that was 1982 or 83, so this is a really kind of a huge jump forward. So I think if you're into roller coasters, you're really going to like it. I mean, I did it once. I don't know that I'd do it again. It might be one of those things to take people and say, oh, yeah, design a bobsled or something and, and see what happens. But... um is there a height or weight limit? There is a height limit, again, depending on if you're going to do loops. And they do have a seat um, 
there i haven't seen the actual number but they do have two of the like the the pods sitting there so that you can try, try the seat out disney you quest did. you could you couldn't be above a certain height i was always too tall to do it no, Julia, i, didn't I see did that height. one over there at virtual space mountain you could design your own i got in way over my head so i was sort of doing loops 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 go straight loop and thank God Julie hit the panic button because I was two loops away from hitting it myself. So I'm like, oh, good thing you did that, Yeah, I, I watched when people used to do that one. I'm like, mm, not It always me. looked like a big rock tumbler to yeah. me. Yeah. But this is, you know, so check it out. It's, Sounds cool. It's going to be fun. I don't, Sounds know. very cool. And uh, Princess Tiana has a, a presence at the Magic Kingdom? That was interesting, too. That was yesterday. Um, the, I guess my only complaint is that it, what, what the – it's done on the riverboat, and the riverboat's all decorated up in New Orleans colors. It know, looks the, like the movie Showboat. Yeah. it's. But the, the thing that I didn't like about it was is if you're in position to see it from the best angle, you miss the first part of it, which is where they all parade up onto the boat. They come out, you know, up closer to Liberty Square, and they have picked... 30 guests to participate in this so they get on the boat with the cast members but if you're down on the bridge which is where everybody said you should stand the bridge you know where you can see splash mountain Mm -hmm. if you're down there you can't see the show starting so it's like you don't see the whole thing it's either you watch them get on the boat and then the boat moves from where it's docked down towards where the bridge is sort of like you know where the tom sawyer boats sit like in that area is where the show goes on but it's it's nice because you can hear them coming before you can see them and when it comes around it's just like all those movies you've seen of them all you know singing and dancing on the river boats and it's part of um it's to show to promote the um, princess and the frog movie that's coming out in december but they really knocked themselves out on the costumes. And if I have a, a blog up in um, Tiana's gown must weigh 50 pounds. I mean, this, this gown is like huge and pretty much everybody on the boat's moving around. She doesn't do as much because I'm sure it's pretty hard for her to even move. But they, they did a number of songs. The show's 20 minutes long. Is it a, uh, a beginning, middle, end show? Or is it just they're doing songs and they're running around the riverboat? They're just doing songs and running around the riverboat. You know, maybe once the movie comes out and you see the movie, maybe it makes more sense. And to me, the songs weren't like typical Disney, feel happy, dream your dreams kind of things. It was like being on the riverboat kind of songs. Were these Randy Newman songs? No, they weren't even Randy Newman songs. Okay, that could make them better. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it was, he did all the, movie, all the music for the movie. So. I know. They've got friends. Well, They're then friends. he's... Be my friend. Then he's mellowed over the years. But it's, it's, it's a high energy. It was funny because it was, you know, they kept making announcements like leading up to the show and there was like nobody there. Wow, she's beautiful. Isn't she Isn't beautiful? She, she is yeah. beautiful. We were in Epcot. We're looking at pictures of uh, Yeah, Kathy I'm looking Tucker, at Kathy's blog. Uh, we were in Epcot one day and we found the Princess Tiana uh, doll. And the doll's beautiful. Yeah, I just really find it. The show is supposed to run until January the 3rd. I've seen the 3rd. I've seen the 10th. I'm thinking that this is going to last longer than that. Because when you look at it and you see all the money that they put into this, I can't imagine that they're just going to Now I have a question. Put it away. Does the riverboat, once it does the show, continue on around and make the rest of the loop? 
Yes. Or does it like back up? No, it keeps going around. And that's the part I couldn't figure out yesterday. It seems like it takes them longer, so I don't know if they let the cast members off somewhere back there. I don't know where they they could. But it didn't, I mean, I've done the riverboat enough times to know like how long it takes to come around, and it, it took longer before it finally did and they do the show three times a day um first show starts at like 12 something so it's open in the morning and it's open and it's not open for like the parties and um princess tiana and prince nevin i think is his name naveen um have a meet and greet area which is the um little area behind the christmas shop Mm -hmm. that um Used to be the smoking area. That's a good use of that space. It yes, is. it's yes. a quaint little space. It's a really. They good took use. away my smoking area. Yes, so they, they moved the smoking area, but now it's a meet and greet. It's right over a little footbridge from the I'm Crystal Palace. I'm gonna go back Palace. and smoke on Princess Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> Do they leave the riverboat decorated between the shows? Yes. And are people riding the riverboat between the shows? Is it the yes. regular riding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know it's closed down for a little bit, like beforehand, for them to to get ready for it, and then. This sounds really cool to me. It is. It you know it's, it's something different, but it was just so like high energy that you just came away going like wow. And I said that to me is like one of those things that when people moan about how much your ticket costs, when you could see the show, like this one yesterday, you really felt some value to your it ticket. sounds like old disney to me it, it does, it like does. Yeah. i've never i apologize i didn't mean to step on you um it i've never heard of them doing a show as part of an attraction before right. it seems to me that i'm really glad they didn't build some cheesy stage set in mm-hmm. front of the castle or over in tomorrowland this sounds like it, it sounds more authentic yep so the perfect I think synergy of, between the place and the ride and the content of the movie right Really, someone really put some thought into it. That's great. So my next thing is, I want to get picked to be on the riverboat because you know I'm always wanted to be like a performer, and that, I guess that would be like the height for me. Oh, to... it's not that kind of performer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds to me the two things you've just talked about. John said it all. This sounds to me like old Imagineering. Yeah, it sounds like there's some thought put into it. It sounds like they've used resources that are at at their disposal. Instead of fabricating something with a cardboard set, which we kind of look at and go, you know, this is generic. We've mm-hmm. seen them do this. You know that stage show that they do in front of the castle? That always seems kind of gem- generic to me. This sounds to me like they've done something really cool in two different areas. That sounds like old Disney. Mm-hmm. The last thing that made me feel like that really was when Philhar Magic opened. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Well, check this, you know, check it out. Both of them, two great additions to the parks. Your blog actually made me want to go. Oh, cool. I asked my mom this morning if she would like to go see this. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I think we're going to go see it. I just don't like the name. It sounds like a Vegas show, doesn't it? Princess Tiana's Showboat. <laughs> have you ever seen the, the pictures that I've seen from Kathy's blog, have you ever seen the movie Showboat? Probably It's not. what exactly what it looks like. Teresa, have you ever seen Showboat? Did you see the pictures on Kathy's yeah, blog? Doesn't yeah. it look it's, like that's that? That's what it made me think of, too. Yeah. yeah. So good. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. Sounds like there's two good, uh, two good new attractions mm-hmm. for people to check out. Well, thank you for that. Kathy, we're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, we haven't done this in a few weeks. Facebook to Facebook. Everybody seems to enjoy that. Um, for those who are not familiar with it, uh, this is where you can ask questions of the team on my Facebook page. And we'll 
answer them, maybe. <laughs> and uh, this has always been interesting. We get some interesting questions here. We're not looking for, uh, you know, what you know, what Which place should I at, at breakfast at? Um, you know, during my vacation. That's not the kind of questions we, we do that in our email show. This is, you know, for people just to ask us questions about us. So it's a little self-serving, but you know. <laughs> Honestly, pretty much everything I've done with the business in 12 years is pretty much self-serving. So, I like it because they talk about me. That's right. <laughs> um, let's see. Who will we start with? Who will we start with? Is Teresa padding this, by the way? No. I hope not. No. Let's see. Uh, Pete, you have lots of people who work for you. This is uh, Kristen Moffat. Uh, you have lots of people who... Uh, who work for you? Can you talk about how you came to choose the podcasting? Um, well, let's see. Well, John, you know, John, I didn't choose. John was John came with the building. We're the ones. We're the ones who, who couldn't outrun. <laughs> yeah, really couldn't get away. We couldn't get away fast enough. Fast enough. Uh, Kevin came on board uh, after he left uh, a job working for another company. And uh, he and John were already together then. And then Kevin came on board. Corey, I found through a, a want ad in the Orlando Sentinel in October of 2001, just uh, right after 9-11. We were the only company hiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy. And uh, we needed a graphic designer. And I put uh, put the ad in the newspaper. and For Internet Assistant. Internet I'm Assistant. Like, that's pretty broad. Yeah, I can Internet that. Assistant. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, and Corey's, uh, you know, Corey's portfolio was amazing. And uh, did he wear a little suit when you met him first? I have to tell you, the first no. time I met Corey, John kept telling me about how talented Jesus. this guy was. And Corey had really curly hair, and the ends of the curls were platinum blonde. So I said to John, "How's he get his hair to do that?" <laughs> so the, that was the discussion all the way home. How's he get his hair to do that? Yeah. So we got the next time we met Corey, John just blurts right out, "Corey, Kevin wants to know how you get your hair to do that." I can't grow my hair long without like turning curly. So <laughs> he looked like so. he was in a boy band. And Bob has been with the site forever, and just I think what she was asking was, "How did you pick these people for the podcast?" Um, I think that when it comes to Orlando, this was the team that we had in place anyway. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we picked and choose from a hundred people. I mean, right. this was who we this were, is it. This is, right. this is where the magic happens. <laughs> we were the people who were working together and doing the things to get the sites going and doing the, the travel agency. So that's how we all came together on the podcast. But it was weird. We all had like a different interest in Disney. Disney was the underlying interest, but we all had a different kind of specialty kind of thing. Exactly. I, I like to tell the story that I was picked from, you know, there were hundreds of people. You like to tell that story? Yeah. <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> well, and what happened was as... Well, in reality, there, there are, I mean, we, we, get, we get people right. asking to work for us all the time. We get resumes sent to us all the time. Right. But I think what's, what's evolved out of that, out of the core group of us, I don't want to put it this way, but of the ones who were just around, we happened to talk about doing the podcast and we did it. The people who we brought in after that are people we've brought in for their talent and for what they bring to the company in general. Right. And then as we work with you guys, we see, will you be good in the podcast? Will you not be good in the podcast? So it's not like, oh, you know, just bring them in for what the heck. It's, you know, we know that Kathy's going to be great because of her interest. Right. Her work on the blog and things like that. Exactly. 
So, well, thank you for the question, Kristen. Um, okay, hi, Pete and podcast crew. This is uh, Donna Mulligan. Um, absolutely love listening to your podcast. I really feel like I know each of you. I have to say that I love Teresa's voice, but Walter's voice is even sexier. However, I've been wondering where Walter is from, as I can't place his accent. Maybe this has been mentioned before, but I've only been able to listen for about, read more, a year (laughs) (laughs) since we were just able to get uh, wireless in central Missouri. I also got an iPhone at the same time, and I love it, and I really like Kevin's book thread on the boards. Don't have a Kindle, but do have the Kindle app for my iPhone. Well, that was an awful lot of information there, Donna. Thank you. Um, Walter, where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. But I spent my mom's side of the family is Native American, and they have a very unusual accent, I guess, as Teresa can attest to. Walter is one of the real housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) Yes. He was the original Nini. (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch the show. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. You don't. You don't watch. You don't want. You, you don't know Nini. No. No. Nini. All I know is uh, those commercials with that woman Nini snapping my, her fingers. Nini is my favorite. Nini is my absolute favorite. I love. Um, that's a guilty pleasure. That's one of the other questions uh, we have here. Although Shane Snyder decided to ask, where can I purchase the modern art found around the Bay Lake Tower four times? Um, I don't know, Shane. Um, uh, Christy. Nasworthy as favorite guilty pleasure other than anything Disney-related. All the Housewives shows on Bravo. Um, addicted to them all. How about you? Anybody? <laughs> I've never watched one. Well, no. I mean, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh. That's mine. You have your own. Bad reality TV. I was, was going to say Big is Brother. There, Watching there, Big there, Brother and good reality uh, TV? Exactly. Crime shows would be mine, unfortunately. Yeah, crime crime show documentaries. Ooh, cops, yeah. No, not cops. No, it's no. got to be. It's got to be above like. <laughs> it's got to be above cops. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be better than that. <laughs> Kathy. Nip tuck. Oh. Preparation, huh? Oh, I mean, uh, what? Do you ever watch that show? No, I have my not. son started watching that when he came back from college, and his disclaimer was, "It it's not always like this, but it's a really." <laughs> Edgy. It's a really good story, but it's a little R-rated. We just found something on TV called Rehab, a party at the Hard Rock. And after you, it, Rehab is a pool party they have every Sunday. And after you watch it, you really feel like you should have a silkwood scrub. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of gross, but I can't turn away. Teresa. We're talking TV shows, favorite? We're talking guilty pleasure, whatever it is. Okay, pleasure. we all know. I like chocolate. But I like it best when I don't have to share with anybody and they don't know I have it at home. <laughs> oh, she does. She hides candy. I do, but then I have to keep moving it so nobody can find my <laughs> my candy. <laughs> Teresa's hiding her candy? She's hiding her candy. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I know exactly where you're going. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <laughs> I just wanted to know. What's her name in that movie? Oh, uh, Lady Chablis. The Lady Chablis. Chablis. She's hiding her candy. Okay. Don't go there. All yes, right. Don, that means exactly what you think it means. <laughs> William, what's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Let's see. <clears throat> I probably spend way too much time and money on my cars. 
He has a race car coffee table. No. The tires are just still stacked in the corner. Oh. <laughs> still? Yeah. Did you move those from Orlando? Oh, yeah. Those went with them back to Indiana. They were all wrapped in bubble wrap. Are you serious? I'm trying to get two more so I can build a big table. Yeah. <laughs> you might be able to have a nice dinner at. Yeah. He's got a really cool wind. Mustang. Does this fish smell like rubber? <laughs> Who didn't go? Corey? Not where? Big brother. Big brother. Big brother says. was your guilty pleasure? Maybe other than that, like reading code books. But Corey just doesn't go on like, uh, you know, programming and stuff like that. Real nerd stuff. Yeah. Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton's a big guilty pleasure for me, yeah. I feel dirty when I read it. I really do. It's like I want to take a shower. <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you for that. Um... Let's see. Some of these are deep. Jeez. There are some deep ones. We're going to get, well, I've got one we're going to do in a little bit. How can I get, get a job with DU? Stop asking. <laughs> That's my rule of pretty much about everything. If you ask about something, you're not going to be included. Yeah, really? If you want to know about Dizapalooza? Be quiet. <laughs> I'm not going to let you go. Such a welcoming host. <laughs> Come to my party, then shut up about it. Did you, have you read my post about it? Anyone who asks me a question or sends me an email or private message me, you will be open to public ridicule. <laughs> so I say in all of my posts. Don't he says that me. at home, too. <laughs> Can you please discuss how to dress on DCL for dinner in the main three dining rooms? Jennifer Gibson Dixon. You shouldn't dress in the dining rooms. You should dress in your state rooms. <laughs> That's your first mistake. Wear what you want. As long as your candy's No covered. jeans, no sneakers. <laughs> you can dress up a pair of jeans, though. You can. If well, you, on, like, formal night, I won't. But, like... Disney I, Cruise Line's website says jeans are welcome. I dress yeah. up a pair of jeans. Well, there you go. Just show up wearing a cutoff shirt and shorts and pick your nose while you're sitting at the table and order three, belch. Of, order and, three of everything. Yeah. yeah. Daisy Dukes and clear heels. That's my Bex, Rebecca Wooding, are any of you left handed? <laughs> What's that about? Nope. I have no idea. I think she was just thinking, trying to think of something to ask. Is anybody left-handed? No. I'm not. No. no. Nope. All righties. I thought you were wrong. No. Wayne is. Oh, Wayne is. Okay, never mind. I knew somebody was. That's weird. Your identical twin would be a lefty and, you, and you're a right-hand. You... He's a left-hand. Wow. Three half of a... Whatever. <laughs> never mind. Okay. And if you're left-handed. Okay. This is an interesting one. Dawn Squire's asks, this is more of a comment than a question. We just returned yesterday from Walt Disney World, but notice this every time we visit Epcot, why does it always smell like poo? And I don't mean Winnie. Um, in the area just outside Interventions on the way to Soren and the Nemo ride. I'm trying to think. There is a bathroom right there. There might be. There is a bathroom right as you exit Interventions there. I also think it might be that body of water there. Mm-hmm. It it's might the be the sulfur. Water. Yeah, the reclaimed water. They use that to 
water the plants. And yeah, actually, stuff. if you go into the bathroom and flush, you can run out and see it. Like <laughs> <laughs> so come out into the retention pond. I always want to know why the monorail smells like band-aids. <laughs> oh, this is so random. It really is. Well, random. that's that's what I like about uh, Facebook to Facebook. Um, we have a friend that has a band-aid phobia. Don't My son me. doesn't like them either. Wow. I know somebody who's afraid of balloons. Yeah. That kid. Well, talk balloon about that balloon. <laughs> I'd be scared of balloons from now on, too. My parents tried to put me on. You all seem very close. This is Christine Johnson. You all seem very close when listening to the podcast. Do you socialize outside of work often, and what do you all do? No, we do not see each other exactly. ever outside of work. We That's what keeps it fresh. <laughs> Like no, we US. really, you know, we really, I mean, it's it, it's tough because, you know, the nature of our work involves, you know, things that are normally associated with fun, going to theme parks, you know, doing some of the stuff we do. So there's, but we don't, we, don't, we don't go to theme parks together a lot. No, no we, we do. We do when we hold hands. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> all across the street. We're all the same, you know. Well, you said that someone asked us the other night, said, well, how, how often do you go to the parks? You know, these are things you can't quantify. No, How often do we go out and socialize together? Well, if we're doing something as part of our business, we will. I mean, if we're traveling together and we're, you know, we'll be social then, but... Will you? Never come out of your stateroom on the cruise ship. I never saw you, John. I didn't socialize with you. Oh, is that what I was <laughs> <laughs> I have my standards. Yeah. I was thinking Disney fun, John. Now those three things don't go again. Kevin Yen asks a deep question. If you could go back in your life and reverse one decision you had made, what would it be? Oh, wow. You. Oh, man. You know, I, I read that one. And I'm, I like that one. Oh, that's too deep. I don't know if I'd change anything. Because you're just so this, No, no. I, but those things, those things, that, that they've made me what I am now. Right. But if I had to change that, I think... I wouldn't have learned from that. And what is this, confession? Uh, <laughs> sounds, sounds like someone in his 30s, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. You haven't had time. Oh, yeah, ask ask me in a year. Uh-huh. I, I would have got my education earlier. My education and my license. I would have tried for in my 20s or 30s. Okay. Who else? Teresa? Should I say it? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't have made that movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think she's probably say something like stopped at one or something. <laughs> no, the edu- I probably would have not dropped out of college. And I probably would have been a little wilder in my youth. You know how they always say in high school, it's on your permanent record? Well, I kind of believed that for a while, so I didn't do as much as I could have. Kind of that I wish I knew then what yeah, I know now yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it would be uh, not going back to New Jersey when my father went in for the uh, 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 surgery that ultimately killed him. I think that for me, if there was one thing I would go back and do differently, it would be that. Um, I had myself convinced he was going to be fine. Nothing could ever kill the old man. And, uh, you know, that I wish I I had done differently. If I had to reverse one thing, it would be that. Kevin? I don't really have anything I want to talk about. 
Okay. Kathy? I don't really know that there was anything that I would go back and change. I mean, like you were saying about surgery and stuff, like when my husband went in to have his surgery, I had been totally, totally against it and was riding down the highway, and all of a sudden one day it, it was like, you need to make your peace with this and support my husband. And then it turned out exactly the way that I knew that it was going to turn out. But I felt like I did the right thing because I supported him. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't really I, – I guess I should go back. I don't really have any regrets. I don't really – I mean, there are little things I wish I could do differently. My dad just passed away recently. I wish there were things I had said. But mm-hmm. My big thing is I think I would have come out earlier. Hmm. I wouldn't have waited so long to come out. It was a lot of wasted time. Yeah. I can't say that I came out like when I was like four. four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you came out to your mother and she goes, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Great. God, this is deep. This is yeah. deep. Yeah, I like throwing these in. That's what I like about this segment. William? William? Hmm. Any regrets, Will? Aren't you glad you came for this show? Yeah, we are, right? <laughs> come back to Florida. Like, man. I wasn't prepared for this. No. Honestly, I... I uh, Not getting four tires? Would you decorate <laughs> <it with> tires? <laughs> you could do it. should have took two. Dang it. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like uh, kind of the same way, Corey. I think a lot of the decisions I've made have, have changed me and brought me to where I'm at now. And whether good or bad, they've made me who I am. I'm happy with that. I had a, um, a small... Uh, trust fund when I was in high school, and I blew all that money. I wish I would have invested it. Mm. Been a little smart with that, but other than that, I think you know, life takes you. You know, it changes you and makes you who you are. And yep. No, no big regrets here. Now, if you can go back and knowing what you know now and do something, I think I would go invent Starbucks way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I never would have watched those little Einstein videos. <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> See my notes about things I wanted to make fun of That's on the show. Funny. <laughs> I have a little Einstein written down. Is my name on that list? It's not. No, a you're a given. Okay. <laughs> All right, pick a fun one. All right, I'm looking. Can I just say I lost the game? What game? Nothing. That's just just it. Oh, okay. Well, this was nice from uh, Danine Matz. Um, just wanted to let you know that my daughter, Caitlin, who's 12, listens to the show with, him, uh, with me every week. She was down with H1N1 last week and was quarantined to her room. Uh, she got through it by spending a lot of time listening to old podcasts. I could tell she was feeling better when I would hear hysterical laughter coming out of her room and the voices of the crew coming through her door. I uh, thought you would like to know how many ways you bring sunshine to us all. That was nice. How old That's is she? Right. Uh, well, I don't know how old Danine is, but her daughter is 12. Oh, I know one. There's Walter like over 100 of these. Hey, talking about regrets. Regret, Walter regrets buying that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unicorn shirt. It was a Pegasus. He the pretty pony shirt. I think I bought that from Craig's. What is this now? You didn't see the shirt? It's got to be. We bought it for Grace when we were in California. I somehow mistakenly put it in my closet, and I saw it the other day. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Let me see it. Max, you have to model it again. Yeah. Check out the pony at the bottom. 
Pegasus. It's a Pegasusy. You better not wear it. The only thing saving him is that there's no way he would ever think he could fit into this shirt. We we obviously bought it for Grace, and evidently it got lost in my closet. when I saw it, I'm like, "What is this?" Because it's not—it's not a big—it's not a—it's not a far cry from what you'd wear, though. Has Grace gotten bigger since I've seen her? <laughs> and much more yeah. goth, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's—it'd be way too big on her. This is totally lost on our audience. You know that, don't you? Yeah, unfortunately. Wait, let me take a picture of it. Put it's it on got Facebook. my little pony on it. <laughs> <laughs> Max, take a picture. My goth pony. <laughs> Jimmy Leonard asked what we think uh, Bob would have thought of uh, Facebook. Oh, he would have been right there. Oh, Bob oh, would have been. Yeah. Before any of us. We got to be on Facebook. We got to be on Facebook. got to be on Facebook. Twitter, 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 Twitter. You all would have canceled your Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would have unfriended him. <laughs> it's true. Just updates every five minutes. I'm going to get subs with Mike. Well, Heidi, Heidi Hedges asks, what is each of the team members' dream vehicle? Hmm. Why don't you start that one, Will? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so many. <laughs> I, I think mine changes week to week, um, but right now, this week, uh, a convertible Maserati. Two-door, all leather. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a, just, I'm a bit easier. I really want a uh, uh, Mercedes convertible. Nice Mercedes convertible. Would be great. I'm simple. What have I been saying for the last couple of weeks? He, want, he wants to know. You want to buy can... me a Mercedes convertible? No. <laughs> I'm very happy with my PT Cruiser convertible, my Dream Cruiser. However, we went to Fresh Market yesterday. Oh, yeah. And we parked, and we were getting my mom out of the car, and John says, Look over here. And there was a Rolls Royce convertible. Next to where we were parked, I got caught touching the seats. It was, <laughs> they were like that really nice leather. Yeah. He had the top down. He did. He had the top down. I went to the store. He's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like I was rubbing anything on the seats. I was just touching them. It was just really nice. It was that would be a nice car to have. Okay, I had a visual there for a second. We all say convertibles. <laughs> I guess you know we're Floridians. However, yeah. it was one of those ones that I knew if I sit in it, my chin would come to the top of the dash or the top of the windshield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'd have to have like a bug shield <laughs> with a helmet. Take it from Floridians who own a your convertible. Head, your head would be causing drag. Really? You don't use it as much as you think you would. I would never, never want to own a convertible. Everybody never. just looking at you being no. so open. Oh, I don't care about people oh, looking right. at me. You think it's gonna? It's really nice out. It's hot. I'm gonna go out in the convertible. Well, then you stop at a red light and you start to sizzle. Bake. Yeah. <laughs> Walter, um, the old Acura NSX. Is that it? Oh, yeah, the Japanese, nice. school, the nice. Japanese Ferrari. Oh, can we have old cars? That's a, oh, yeah. yeah. That's Any car fiction. A wolf. <laughs> a brand new. Um. Um. BMW 2002. That was the model number. I loved that car. You guys are all going brand new convertible. You ever thought of like an old hot rod? That's why you're here, Will. vintage car. You know. it, no. Do I look like a hot rod kind yeah. of guy? You know, I prefer the old Camaros over the new ones. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like the new ones. 68 Beetle. I, I, <laughs> what 
Which I one? like them. The list of little Beatles. We're not talking about your favorite band. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a Hot Wheels car. It was a station wagon. And I loved that car. Oh, I like a Woody. Too. It was blue and white. <laughs> 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 That's our show for the week, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed it. You need to sound bite that, Pete. <laughs> I sure hope that 12 year old is well sung now. <laughs> Deneen called child services now. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all know what I meant. Max, just move on. Just move show. on. Yeah. Just move on. Max's girlfriend is here. I wonder mm. if he's embarrassed yet. <laughs> oh no! It takes a lot to embarrass him. Walter pulled his pants down in front of his family. Oh my god! And didn't embarrass him. He just stayed so calm as he pulled them back up and left the room. Well, now this is, see that's why he wears those tight pants now. Oh, because he's no. afraid you're going to come up from behind him and pull his pants off. <laughs> God, what a flashback. Bad Stop. touch, Uncle Walter. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be one of those things that we hear on the news. <laughs> Max is going postal. <laughs> I just remember Stella's face. Oh, I could look at her face when when the pants came down. Oh, she's ruined for life. <laughs> her mouth just flew up. I'm like, what the crap was that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what Katie said. Any other questions on here that we can? I think on that note, we'll uh, before we before we wrap up, want to spend some time talking to uh, Will. Thanks to everybody who uh, sent in uh, questions on Facebook to Facebook. I appreciate it. Uh, since Julie's not here today, if you could, uh, if we read your uh, Facebook to Facebook on the show, just go ahead and send an email into podcast at wdwinfo.com so we can get you a T-shirt or a pin and lanyard for uh, participating. So thanks very much for that. Subject subject Facebook to Facebook. So yeah. it doesn't get lost. So so Will, what have you what have you been up to? What's been going on? What have I well, as most of you know, I uh moved back home to Indiana to be close to the family. And uh that's been going real good. I've I've been uh, really happy taking care of dad. He's kind of been uh ill lately, so it's it's been really I need to be there with him right now. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me to go home and spend some time with him, make sure he's uh, doing okay. And, uh, you know, so spending time with the family and doing some uh, little freelance work and fishing a lot and enjoying the back home, Indiana. Lucky you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he's like out in the sticks. Out we the live sticks. way out. Live on a, a small lake. Uh, oh, must be nice. So it's it's all forest and... And then it's like 20 minutes to the nearest gas station or something yeah, you said? about a half hour to the nearest gas station. So you have to plan. That's where I used to live in New Jersey. Wow. I used to live in New Jersey. It was a 20-minute ride to the gas station. So you never let it get really low and ran on vapors? Well, I was in high school, so yeah, the car always ran on vapors. Okay. You had $2 <laughs> to buy gas at the time. <laughs> putting $2 worth of gas into Those were the times when you would put like $2.41 yeah. in the car. <laughs> How's your website doing? Which looks great, by the way. Thank you. Uh, it's been, I've had so much fun in in uh, you know these last eight months. Um, big big race fan. If if you guys know me, I'm real passionate about motorsports and uh, you know fast cars. So um, being able to just kind of take that and you know share s- some things I can experience with other people. I've been to nine races this year. Wow. Four major speedways, a bunch of short tracks in Indiana. So. I've been having a blast going out and uh, taking pictures and uh, taking videos and 
It's been a lot of fun. Content gathering, huh? It's a, yeah. <laughs> and that's getracinginfo.com. Getracinginfo.com. Yeah, we have a podcast. There's nine episodes up. It's usually just me and uh, another good buddy of mine from Indiana. We'll go to a track and drink beers and drink lots and of beer. Drunk, drunk casting. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> we do a, a pre and a post race show. It's more about giving people a better idea of these tracks and then helping you have a better experience. You know, if you if you've never been to a short track or been exposed to any of that, it's a lot of little tracks that, for ten bucks, you can go have a great night of entertainment. So it's just, you know, finding information like that and uh, trying to help people out. And you take you take another approach. Most people uh, go for the stats and all the the gossip that goes along with all the racers and news and and uh, driver stats and points and all that. And that is completely opposite of uh, what I'm trying to do. Is it's not news or, you know, we have a forum where you can go on and talk about stats and your drivers and this and that. But it's more about the facilities um, at these events, the events they hold, you know, tickets, camping, hotels. There's nothing worse than going to a track and either having a bad campsite and then buying bad tickets and not, you know, they're not cheap to get out to some of these, these big uh, tracks. And you're going to spend money. And then, if you know, like Indianapolis, I mean, you have to sit at least halfway up the grandstands to really see the cars. So if you go and you just buy a low-dollar low ticket and get in there, you're just going to be getting dirt in your face and not really see racing. So It's the racing version of the this. Of the this, yes. It is, yeah. You know? And I, uh, I've tried to, to be unbiased about these tracks and tell them, like uh, I went to Short Track and Anderson, their PA system was garbage, muffled the whole night. You want to tell them these things, so... You need somebody to do restaurant reviews at concession stands. That's right. <laughs> no, but we go like, um, you know, some places won't let you take a regular backpack in. It has to be clear for security purposes or coolers. Well, if you don't take a cooler, you're going to pay six bucks for a beer. You know, it's things things like that. Just trying to, you know, give the fans a, a better idea before they get there. Because I showed up. What happened was I showed up at Daytona down here with a, a backpack full of camera gear. And they wouldn't let me in. I had to walk like a mile back to my car and buy a clear bag. It's just frustrating. You know, you're trying to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's been great. It's a, it's a lot. I'm having a lot of fun. It's something I'm, you know, real passionate about. So I'm just going to keep at it. And Will's going to be doing some work with us. Yes. Um, and uh, he'll be here for the, uh, for Dizapalooza in December. So everybody gets a chance to see him. Oh, I, see, I didn't really even know that. So that's, that's oh, a great cool. surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, now it's no. We have to watch. We just have to watch Mindy with him coming incognito. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, she'll she'll, she'll sniff you out. <laughs> um, but it's really really nice to to be sitting at this table with you guys. And it's good to see you again. See you. And it's nice you're back. Really good to see you guys. So. We feeling is mutual. Feeling is definitely mutual. So glad you're back. And. Uh, I guess that will do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to uh, Kathy for your segment and everybody who uh, contributed on Facebook to Facebook. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.